Hi, this is Jared Cogginson with Future Vision First, where we move you from information to insight. Remember, the future belongs to those who create it. I'm so happy you could join us for today's episode. And what we're going to be looking at today is breaking the sound barrier. We're going to be talking about adoption to innovation and how it's been sped up. And we're going to be talking about how does that affect your life. So, it's interesting to note that as we move from the third industrial revolution to the fourth industrial revolution, the rate at which new technology is invented and then adopted is shrinking all the time. And this has profound implications for the economy because whenever there's a new technology that's adopted, it creates new ways of generating value, as we've discussed previously. And it also allows for new ways of doing things. So when we talk about the fact that we have continuous production of new technologies and continuous innovative ideas being implemented, even if they aren't working that well, the reason is simply because of the startup mindset. So we're going to talk about the startup mindset and the startup mindset is basically encapsulated in four ideas. It's focusing on iteration, the removal of waste, constant improvement and looking at a minimum viable product. Now, when you talk about the startup mindset, it's important to understand firstly what the traditional third industrial revolution corporate mindset was for innovation. And the mindset there was you have a research and development department, you invest in that department and that department does a research on the market. Once they do that research, then they start to create products around that research. However, the big difference with a startup mindset is that you need a minimum viable product. So as soon as you have a minimum product, not a full product like you would in a big company, as soon as you have a minimum viable product, you send that out to people. And if it works, then you improve it. If it does not work, then you change or pivot. So let's say your minimum viable product is a particular kind of car. And now it's a new kind of hybrid car. And now you see, okay, you've released a sample and it's done well, or you've released a certain technological product in the kitchen and it's done well. So now you improve it, now you remove waste on it. But the point is that you didn't waste a lot of time creating a perfect product that there was no market for. And so this is really interesting in that the biggest mistake that the big R&D departments made in yesteryear and even sometimes today is creating a product but there's no market for the product. So it's innovation, but it's not clear that there's a market for that innovation. Right? But with the focus on the startup mindset and the focus on more innovative ideas and the quicker iteration processes, what happens is, is that there's more products that get out quicker, people give feedback quicker, the product is improved quicker, and because people, customers are involved in the creation of the product, it means that they have greater buy-in. And this is happening in many cases. In certain cases, the innovative idea is even pitched before it even reaches the market. And it's something that the tech companies work towards people. So it's very interesting to note that the startup mindset has played a big role in changing the way technology is adopted. And because of the startup mindset, it means that instead of having the corporates, the big corporates control the process of how products are released and when innovative technologies are adopted and by whom, 
you now have that process in the hands of the everyday citizen. And it's taken a while for big corporates to actually adopt the startup mindset and to recognize that their old business models are at risk because of the fact that there could be a new competitor or a new innovator coming with a new technology that completely disrupts, there's the, the buzzword, disrupts their old business model because it's based on something completely new. And a, and a nice example of this is really um, fast food and having um, Uber Eats, having um, pro uh, programs like that and apps like that that change the game. Or you can talk about another example where you can talk about easy destruction is Uber or Bolt or one of the ride hiring services which completely disrupts the local model of ride hiring whether it be taxis um whether it be um, private transport it doesn't matter because these apps are so accessible and so you have this continued iteration this continuous improvement new products being released all the time and so this is really the focus of this podcast is breaking the sound barrier what we mean by that is that when you think about a jet that's going at a certain speed there's certain speed at which the sound barrier is not broken can be going very fast and this is how the additional models can be seen as going fast but they still haven't broken that sound barrier so there's still a, a wide gap for them between the innovation and the adoption and that between that gap there's a lot of smaller companies that are have a startup mindset that are coming up with technologies and iterating and improving to get to a product that people actually want that completely disrupts the market that these bigger corporates are trying to take. And so really it's become a, a doggy dark world with many companies opting to create products that destroy the market that they are enjoying a profit in just so that they can stay ahead of the competition. Right? So when we look at this breaking the sound barrier, the breaking of the sound barrier is actually this process of having a minimum viable product and then iterating and then creating a new one and then iterating and continuously improving the product until you reach the product that you know is going to get you a lot of money and at the same time solving a problem of course and this is the really interesting thing is that because of this change it's like the sound barrier is broken and now instead of waiting for innovation innovation is happening all the time society is changing all the time and that's why people sometimes talk about this chaos and this uh, and it's continual disruption but really it's not at all right it's it's continual innovation and it looks like it's chaos but it's not chaos it's just a new way it's just a new level it's like going into mark one right or mark two you're moving faster all the time new developments technologies building on top of other technologies mm -hmm. and so we also have another example of this website such as Indiegogo, which allows crowdfunding for innovation. So this bypasses completely the need to involve corporates where somebody, an engineer or programmer has an innovative idea and they ask for crowdfunding to see if people actually want it. Now the corporate year, the, the middleman in this case, is completely cut out because it's directly between the engineer or the technician the person who is capable of creating a set product and the crowd who wants the product. And this model as well enables innovative ideas and new ideas to reach customers before it even reaches retail stores. And so really every time there's a new technology and new innovation and adaptation and adoption, every time this process gets faster, 
these continual emerging technologies and continual change. And so that's what makes it seem like chaos when actually things are just moving fast. But if you were able to slow it down, you would see that these are just continual changes upon changes that seem chaotic, but are actually well thought out processes designed to create new products. And so what can you take from this personally? That's the question I always ask it at this stage of the podcast. What can you take personally from this? Well, personally, when you plan for your future and when you make plans for your career, especially you need to consider emerging technologies. You need to consider whether the thing you want to be is not really going to be up for automation um, by AI, by robotics. You have to consider, is there a technology that's going to disrupt what you want to do, um, what you want to become? Um, Because if potentially it is, then you have to look at a career path that is going to help you it's going to save your career or better your career in such a way that you have enough value in what you do to not be automated. Right? So when you plan for your future, when you think about your future, you think about what can you do to ride the wave of innovation and change and still stay on top. And that requires a lot of effort as um, many social commentators are commenting on the fact that it's so hard to keep up with technological change unless your job is in a technological field but it's it's the cost that must be paid to stay relevant then the the phrase unlearn learn and relearn is very apt here it's the cost that must be paid it's the cost that must be paid you cannot hold on to a system a technology a way of doing things that is currently even now becoming old by a new idea, by a new technology, by new methods that new technologies enable. You cannot stay on the old and you have to move to the new. And so that's the challenge is, are you willing to pay the cost for that change? Are you willing to pay the cost to break that sound barrier? Whatever that sound barrier may be in your life, personally, discipline, um, lack of knowledge, whatever it may be, are you willing to pay the cost to, to stay ahead, to, to stay relevant? in a world that is continually changing and now that you understand the process that drives this change what are you going to do to continue to understand and follow this process so that you make relevant informed decisions for your future and so that ultimately you create the future that you want this is jared carlson with future vision first where we move you from information to insight remember the future belongs to those who create it